You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today we're talking about the power of SEO in the search channel, in our marketing and the sales world, changes that have gone into effect with Google, which is going to affect a lot of people, and what our guest calls the Google's perfect world and what this means for the rest of us. Now, we've had this person on the show before, so I would like to welcome back Jeff Atkinson, founder and CEO of Huckabye. Jeff, great to see you, man. Thank you for taking time to come back on the show. It's great to be here, Chad. One of my favorite podcasts. I'm excited to do it again. So, <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the question that's coming. It's the same one that we asked, that probably asked last time, but hoping for a slightly different answer since there have been some developments in your life. I'd love to know something you're passionate about that those of you that are most familiar through work channels may be surprised to learn about you. Sure. I might have given this answer last time, so I'll give you a couple. One is um, I used to be on the U.S. ski team. Uh, I ski raced in college, so that's a weird part of my past. It's definitely a, a large athletic background. I was two-sport Division I athlete, and I was on the U.S. ski team for a year. Now, wow. those were many pounds ago. Now I love to play <laughs> golf uh, here in Park City, play a ton of golf. And I, as I was just telling you, I have a one-year-old girl that's taking up a lot of time and, uh, and just is a pleasure. So that's kind of that's kind of what my passions are these days, my little girl and uh, playing golf, at least outside of work. Those are the two big things. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I think you did tell us about the Olympic. And every time you tell me, I, I still am in awe of anybody who can reach that <laughs> level of, of perfection. It's just, it's impressive. So thank you for sharing that. And congratulations on the addition to the family. Thank you, sir. All right. So let's talk SEO. Um, and uh, for the audience, we'll put a link to the other episode uh, in the show notes as well. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, it'll give you kind of a baseline starting point, because I don't know that we're going to do as much explanation this time around as much as we're going to do diving into what's really going on out there. And so, you know, it's been a while since we talked. What's changed with SEO in the last 12, 14 months? Probably the biggest change has been Google's page experience update, which is a big one. Uh, it started rolling out in June. It's pretty, it's fully rolled out now. They've been talking about this algorithm change for well over a year, which is pretty shocking for them because they really most times don't talk about it at all. So it's a big <laughs> one. It's about page experience. It's really about page speed. They're trying to, they're kind of drawing a line in the sand and saying, okay, you can't have a slow website anymore. And they've talked about this a lot in the past. It's been a ranking factor for quite some time, but this is a really big ranking factor. And a lot of it's due to mobile, but it's also their own selfishness. They hate slow websites. It takes them forever to crawl. It's bad for their users. And they're just kind of done with it. So they put their foot down. They gave everybody the heads up and they've rolled it out over the last, what, four or five months. And it's now fully in uh, in the mix, and a lot of sites have gotten penalized as a result. A lot of sites have succeeded as a result. We built a product around it since we last spoke. That's been the big change in SEO: is this idea of the page experience update. What are you doing around page speed? Is the site responsive? Is it fast? And is it easy for a user to navigate? So that's been the big change. So what kind of impact can that have? I mean, obviously it impacts your rankings. You're not going to show up where you want to show up, but from an experience standpoint or a conversion standpoint, are there stats or is it really that big of a, of an impact on page, you know, load speed? Are we talking the difference between two seconds and 
20 or two seconds and four? Like help us understand some context around that. Yeah, it's probably the most undervalued web marketing KPI out there. We discovered it at Overstock. I was the former SVP of marketing at Overstock for seven years. We actually had it as like, I think the third or fourth line on our executive scorecard. So it has an enormous impact on conversion rate, bounce rate. It's one of the, if you could check one box, if you're a web property that relies on transactions or ad revenue or page, you know, number of pages looked at or whatever, it's probably the mo- one of the most impactful metrics you can, you can move. The, the average page speed of a site these days is five seconds, which is crazy to believe. To load? Five seconds to load. They use wow, tools that, that are like very, eternity. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of a, a website will actually start loading and you'll get a lot of the experience without actually noticing that it's still churning, you know, in the top oh, right okay. of your of your browser. But it does, that's sort of the average, and, and that's really slow, but there's way worse offenders. Um, and if you just sort of monitor your own behavior as you browse the web, it'll start getting really annoying, and you'll actually notice it. Or if you're on your phone, not collected, connected to Wi-Fi, not on a 5G setup, then you'll really start to notice it, and you'll notice yeah. that you leave, you know, that you leave these sites, you don't, you don't <laughs> stick around. It's a metric that, because of this algorithm update, is becoming to the forefront, but I think most marketers are still behind in measuring it and having it as a major KPI that they track and then actually figuring out how to make it better. Because page speed is sort of death by a thousand paper cuts. It's not just one thing that you can do and all of a sudden your site's really fast. You have to do a ton of different things, whether it's images or JavaScript compression or caching. I mean, there's all these different ways that you really have to do a bunch of stuff for for your site to load really quickly, simplifying the site, getting rid of a lot of the widgets and the tracking. And so it's a, it's a difficult problem, one that we've spent about a year and a half working on, but it's very impactful, not just as you said, in terms of rankings, it's gonna impact your paid channels a ton, it's gonna impact your conversion rate. I mean, when I was at Overstock, I think we went from a conversion rate, right? Just under 2% to when I left, it was like 3.5. So that's like, you know, massive growth just in and of influencing our conversion rate. And, it, you know, you can always increase the top of funnel, meaning the number of visitors coming. But the best way to really crank up revenue is to increase that conversion rate. You know, you got to monitor, work on both, but it's a really important metric to increase that conversion rate. And page speed is a very big factor. Yeah. And that, that was one of the things I remember talking about last time was the, the complexity of all of this. Like, you know, I'm not to date myself, but I remember when it was really easy to just slap some HTML together, have a quick loading website. Now we're talking about seriously complex technology challenges. I mean, you mentioned a list of them as a site gets more complex, it increases, I would assume the number of people involved in the process of optimizing the tech, but how does the SEO portion of it play into the technology decisions? Is there somebody inside the organization that has to be a specialist on that? Or is this something that anybody who's doing web uh, site development should have in their toolkit? Well, it's usually the SEO in the organization that ends up being the the catalyst or the driver because they're jumping up and down and wanting fast page speed because their rankings have been influenced or they see an opportunity to increase their rankings. But usually who ends up fixing it is the technologist. So whoever controls the website, whoever you know has access to the code stack, that's who's going to impact the actual page speed. It's very hard for an SEO. They're not usually incredibly technical and they're not going to be able to move the needle. So 
depending on what it is, what the, you know, we see everything from, you know, the tech stacks kind of completely out of their control because they're using HubSpot or they're using something that's like kind of plug and play and they don't have a lot of developers to a very tech organization where it's completely in the engineer's control. The website is the property. It is the product. And so all the engineers are actually working on the website. So there's kind of everything in between those two things. But to fix it, it is a technical problem, not one that just your typical marker marketer can you know log into HubSpot and, and address. So it does have to come from a technical angle in terms of how to address it and fix it. Okay, and so depending on the company, I mean, we've, we we're all dealing with the pandemic and everything, and it, everything, and then some went virtual, which would mean a lot of e-commerce, right? There's a there's a lot of yeah. uh, people now that are out there. Have you seen as you continue to work with people, executives kind of that never before really paid attention to things like the details of SEO or tech decisions on the website? Are you seeing them come down into the decision making? Are you seeing more focus from business organizations on these types of things because the web becomes their website becomes their primary calling card, especially if they had to transition from brick and mortar? Is there more awareness of this higher up inside of, of organizations? I'll let a bit of a secret out here for you, Chad. The really good CMOs and the really good VPs of marketing have been good at technical SEO from the beginning um, for a long time. Now, you see it being adopted in a lot more organizations and that the key players, they care about technical SEO. They care about how how well the site's being crawled. They care about how many pages they have indexed. They care about how many keywords they rank for. That's becoming, you just see that more com- more commonly now where we'll have com- conversations with companies and it'll escalate right up to the SVP, CMO, or even to the CEO. That's, this is a project, a thing that they care about and they really you know are into it. But I'll say forever, if I would take, you know, our top 10 most fast growing companies that are customers of ours, their CMOs, their VPs of marketing, their CEOs have known this stuff and focused on this stuff for 10 years. And you can almost pick up immediately how savvy this organization is based on how much they know around SEO. And if they know a lot about SEO and they're focused on it, they're growing and they're doing really, really well versus the organizations that you come in and all they want to talk to you about is paid channels and what they're doing from a branding perspective. They're the ones that aren't growing at the rates of the ones that are, you know, if you look at almost any successful company in the United States, there's probably an SEO strategy that's the backbone of their growth. You know, let's look at eBay, okay. let's look at Amazon, look at all the e-commerce giants. They're all SEO backed, you know, is their go-to store strategy. So that's just a common theme. Um, very successful marketing orgs typically are very good at SEO. Okay. And, and this, it constantly changes, right? We were talking about this last time. It's constantly evolving. You know, Google's announcement of how they were going to handle cookies changes things for experience and, and things like that. And there's this concept of the, the core web vitals, I think, and, and would love for you to kind of break that down for the audience. So they have some context and understanding around that. Yeah. So core web vitals, it's just thinking the same thing as sort of, you know, your health, your own core web, you know, core human vitals. And they're really looking at how healthy is the, is the website. There's really three of them. So they're really looking at how well is the site loading and are you doing any tricks? So tricks are stuff like 
you know, when sometimes you'll hover over something and a button will appear as soon as you're about to click it, that's like a trick. So the two sort of fundamentals are how fast is the site loading? How fast is the site load for it to be, or sorry, three, how fast is it loading for them to be able to crawl and get all the information that they need? And then are you trying to trick them in one, some way, shape or form? If you're trying to trick them, then, you know, you're in trouble. Uh, if you're not, um, then you're in good shape. So there's the, the actual metrics are three. There's largest contentful paint, which basically means when is the most meaningful portion of the site is loaded and is ready to be crawled. The second is first input delay, which means before anything is ready to you know, be crawled, how long does it take for the very first thing to come live? And then the third is cumulative layout shift. Cumulative layout shift is those tricks. That's when they're, you know, you're shifting the site in some way to sort of trick a user instead of just a pure, you know, loading of the site, good HTML, and it's ready to rock. So that's probably a little more technical than you want to get. But the, the main takeaway is how fast does the site load? How fast does it load for a for a bot to be able to crawl? And are you tricking them in any way, shape, or form? Those are the, really the things that they're out to, to look at and, and use in their rankings. Okay. All right. Excellent. So let's talk about the company for a little bit. You said you've had uh, some changes. You got a new product out. Tell us about that. Tell us what you've been up to since we talked last time. Yeah. Huckabye's been great. We kind of fit into the pandemic pretty well because we facilitate, <laughs> right? This sort of the, the backbone of the internet, which is these transactions and people being able to access information through SEO. So we've changed in that we think of ourselves a bit more as like a site delivery mechanism more than a than just a pure SEO company. So not only, you know, our, our previous conversation, we talked about structured data, which is this language that allows us to, to a site to authoritatively talk to Google, which has been very important and continues to grow. Then we talked about, I think we had dynamic rendering, which is creating a yep. version of the site for Google to crawl. And what we've done is we've taken that sort of dynamic rendering tool where we're actually rendering the site for you in a simplified version, making it optimized. And now we're doing the same thing, but for users. So we actually have a product that's specific for this Google experience update, specific to help you pass core web vitals, specific to make the site really fast for users. And we kind of now not just deliver the site for Google in an optimized way, but also for users now in an optimized way. And that's really what's changed over the last year is that delivery for users that's going to affect all these metrics, not just your ranking, but also you know your conversion rates, how your paid channels are doing and all that sort of stuff. So new product, it's a great time to have that product. And that product's the one that most people right now that are coming into Occupy are interested in. Interesting. And so what's the plan since we never know what's going to happen with the pandemic <laughs> and the web moving forward? You know, it was always easier to say, Hey, what do you see on the horizon 12 months ago? Well, that question has gone out the damn window. <laughs> I mean, nobody knows, but just out of curiosity, if you look into the future, kind of what are you expecting or what's the trajectory for Huckabye? Yeah, the trajectory for Huckabye is, is constantly, you know, as you mentioned, how Google's changing all the time. Our job is to keep up with those changes. So as soon as they came out with dynamic rendering, we were building a product for it. As soon as they started talking about the Google page experience update and core web vitals, we were building a product for it. So our business is to align with Google so that our customers are aligned with Google and they don't have to worry about all these little technical details. They just get the benefit by being on the platform. So as Google changes, we watch them like a hawk. And we adjust our product. Yeah, we adjust our product so that our customers are getting taking full advantage of all the new things. Because if you think about any kind of algorithm update, you always hear about the losers, right? You hear about the disasters where someone got penalized and they're gone. 
But for every link that goes down, another link takes its place. So we're in the business of getting our customers winning. We root for algorithm updates. We want them to come because those disruptors create opportunities to, to get ahead of competition. So that's kind of our business model. We're also in the business now of obviously content delivery and making a fast sort of user experience. That's very much aligned with Google as well, though. So I think they're sort of the same thing. Google kind of runs the internet. So if you're well aligned with them, you're going to be in good shape. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right. You know, you're going to remember this from last time we get towards the end. We ask each guest kind of two standard questions. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see if it's changed, especially since the world's changed. If somebody's trying to get a hold of you and they don't have a trusted referral in, what's worked for you over the last 12 months for somebody to capture your attention and earn the right to time on your calendar? I would say, well, this is something that I've noticed, and I'd love to hear your take on this as well, is that we've kind of pivoted a bit away from your typical sales strategy. We've found that even senior leadership does not want to spend as much time on the phone with a salesperson as they used to. And so 95% of the transaction is done in the sort of research phase we kind of compare it to buying a car. So buying Huckabye is almost the same price point of buying like a pretty nice car. They're going to do the same kind of research. They're going to want to kick the tires. They're going to want to take it for a test drive. We've noticed that that's how people are buying now, which lends itself to my background from Overstock because it is kind of like almost like an sure. e-commerce experience to sell software now. That's the trend that I've noticed since we last talked is that we have to sell in the f- not over the phone. We have to sell in the first... 95, you know, 95% of their decision is going to be looking at our site, listening to podcasts, listening, watching videos, reading review sites. That behavior is only increased. And I think that's the general direction. I'd love to hear if you agree with that. Um, we have gone into this sort of what we call a product-led growth model, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where the product kind of stands on its own. We do a lot of trials. The trials convert into customers. And that just seems where people are comfortable. We always say, let's make it as easy as possible for people to buy Huckabye. If they don't want to talk to someone, they don't have to talk to someone. If they just want to create an account, start a trial and get going, we're going to facilitate that. And anytime you right. get in the way of that process and what people expect, then you're, you're, you're going to have a problem with your conversion rate because you know they might not want to take a call or they don't want to take a call specifically with a salesperson. We're just trying to make it as easy as possible to buy. And that's leaning a lot more on marketing, the website, making more transactional, making it easier to try. So that's kind of the big trend. So to get on someone's calendar, it's very hard to get on my calendar. But for me to buy a, for me to buy a product, if they make it easy for me to buy and they make it, I don't have to talk to anyone. And I know that I want to try it because I've heard about it from a friend and I can log in or I can ping our engineering team and say, I want to try this. And they can set it up without having to go through a bunch of hoops. We'll probably give it a try. And that's the easiest way to get in the door. Uh, it's really not to get on the calendar. It's just to get on the product and trying the product as easy as possible. So that's what I've noticed. I'd love to hear your take on this, Chad. We've seen a big shift in this direction, but uh, would love to hear your take. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think it, um, you're dead on for certain parts of the market, right? Especially B two B. If there's certain certain price points, certain technologies that are simplified in a way that the outcomes are very easily communicated, it can be done through research. The implementation is very easy. I can completely see where that fill in the funnel with marketing and, and making that buying experience very interactive. Can completely see that being and have seen it with other customers be effective. I think as you get into larger scale types of 
complexities, full on CDPs or big ERP systems or complex mm-hmm. data analytics stuff that requires the organization that's buying to even understand where half of their data is, yeah. then it requires a little bit more guidance. But that education piece is a big one. What what I'm seeing and, and we're working with clients to help their teams do is it isn't, we're not selling. Nobody should be selling. We're helping you sift through the research and understand here's the optimized path to make this complex solution as simple as possible for your business. I think in some cases, the the straight through product, here's a podcast, watch a demo, here's a case study or a video, somebody talking about it, that can absolutely be uh, extremely lucrative. Um, I think as you get, like I said, into more complex stuff, there's still this this need for that human to human connection. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, honestly, to, not to go too far afield, but if your marketing's done right, I think you can, can kind of replicate that human to human experience. Like if they saw you on this podcast and then you were the face in a video doing a demo and then you were the face interviewing a customer, they start to build this sense of relationship. And so I can absolutely see that, that being effective. It is stratifying, I think the B2B selling space a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next 24 months. Uh, I can't even think that far out. I think that's really well put. I think that's really well put. You know, our price tag is usually between 20 to 70 K a year. So it's not the huge, huge deals. And you're right. The more complex it gets, the more human interaction it requires at our price point. I think having people kind of easily flow through is pretty ideal right now, but yeah, very well put Chad. Yeah. All right. So last question, we call it the acceleration insight, given everything that's changed in the world. (laughs) And I chuckle every time I say that, because it's just like (laughs) tomorrow, it's going to be something completely different. Um, But what's the number one thing you would want marketers? What's the one piece of advice you would want to give marketers or sales professionals that if they listen to you, you believe would help them hit or exceed their targets? What would it be and why? Well, you know, this is probably a little biased, but, and and you've experienced (laughs) this too, Chad, but just the value of, of scalable SEO leads can really transform a sales organization. We have major enterprise customers that get 70% of their, you know, inbound, their leads in general from SEO and and it scales, right? It just kind of goes through the roof. So I I leave it to experts like you on once the hand raising happens and how you get that to conversion and buying. I think a lot about, you know, how do you get the hand raisers? And a lot of that is through SEO. I try to get as best qualified hand raisers as I can find. And that always is kind of, tried and true is SEO is a really great way to do that. So that's not going anywhere. That's how people do their research. It's how they try to find companies and find products. It's going to be there regardless. And you either, either play or you don't. And so I just encourage your guests to, what are we doing on SEO? You know, do we, how many SEO leads am I getting a week? Cause if you're getting, if you're getting five or a month, if you're getting five a month versus zero, your life's a lot easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Excellent. man. I can't thank you enough for taking time to be on the show. Where do you want us to send people to check out the new product, connect with you if they want to talk about other things, what works best for y'all? Yeah. In September, we're doing a free 30 day trial of any and all of our products. So go to the site. There's a bunch of ways to, to contact us. If you say that you've listened to the podcast, put the podcast name in the contact us form and I'll actually join the call. I'll try to anyways, as many as I can. Love connecting with your guests. Last time 